Hello, everybody. Oh, that was a long intro, but we wanted to get on Facebook Live because this is sort of a special edition of um, It's the Liquor Talking. We we, we have uh, Louise is here. McQueen? McQuan. I knew I was going to say like Swan. I knew it. I knew it. You have to correct me right away because I'm not that bright. So <laughs> um, she came by for a nice visit and um, we're, we're getting to the end of uh, end of February. So it's perfect, perfect timing. Because just hitting the stores now is a new product from Kentucky Owl. And it's green. It's not green. inside. The liquid's not green. This is not like that Irish beer, like green Irish beer and no. like that. We didn't go, we didn't go to the stupid level. No, no. But we no. we definitely made this Kelly Green. Kelly Green in yes. celebration of St. Patrick's Day. Yes. <laughs> That's right. And so, all right. So I I need to know. Ex- We've had Kentucky Owl, you know, we sell Kentucky Owl. We've had a lot of iterations of Kentucky Owl uh, that have come through the store. Explain sort of the, the uh, methodology that's, that's sort of er- erupted that you came up with this new product. Because I, I got to know the backstory because I don't and I want to. Yeah, so, so it's really interesting. So first of all, and I want to make this super clear, it's 100% bourbon, right? The, the right. only Irish about this bourbon is the fact that I helped to blend it essentially, right? <laughs> so that's the, yeah, Irish that's the important influence. part. It, it is. It Naming is. stuff is just names. Yeah. Right? It's when it's in the bottle. That's it's important. what's in the bottle. It's all about the blend. So, so I, my day job is making JJ Curry Irish whiskey. So oh, oh, that's my yeah. business. Yeah. I founded that business and I'm a whiskey bonder. And what that means in the context of Irish whiskey is that I don't distill and I never will. I source transparently and I source um, new make stocks from a lot of the new distilleries around the island of Ireland. There's about 42 of us now uh, that that have erupted. And I'm building sort of a collection of Irish whiskey flavors, one of the most comprehensive libraries of Irish whiskey flavors in the world. And I diversify those stocks from a flavor perspective, certainly by sourcing, you know, I source pot still, I source grain, I source malt from different places, but then I diversify the flavor further with a very comprehensive wood program. And my wood program involves coopers from various different continents, and it involves the distilleries and wineries that those coopers work with to season casks, et cetera, et cetera. So I kind of go really into the weeds when it comes to our cask influences with JJ Kari Irish whiskey. So I kind of go really That leads us to Kentucky Owl because okay. I like the I like the fact though, though that you're sort of building this this uh, this painting palette. That you're going to start using this whiskey that you've collected, that you're categorizing, that you're doing all of this stuff with transparently, as you said. Yeah. But now you have all of these flavor profiles with you know from different distilleries, not worrying about where it's coming from. It's more of how it tastes. So you're, you're now you can start saying like I need I I want this to be this way I can start you can start pulling stocks to to uh, change the flavor and profile of what you're going to offer. That that's exactly it. So so the level that we do it at is that you know I have for example I, I have a particular product called JJ Curry the Gale and it has a lot of sherried malt in it, right? And it has to, you know, we, 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 make, we create in batches, so we have fair consistency across each batch. The batches will be several thousand bottles, they're not huge. So there's a little bit of variance, but I have to plan for the next decade of that, right? And I have to think in 10 years time, I need the sherry component of that that we have is, is really, it's is just big sort of bold um, stewed fruit kind of flavor. So right. it's really interesting. And in order to, to have that, make sure I have enough of that in 10 years, I have to 
start laying down stocks now. So I work with a bodega, there's a little bodega called Bodega Delgado in, in Montilla, it's just outside of Jerez. And Mike Cooper has a very good relationship with them. They're about a 400 year old bodega. They're run by a family. And effectively I'll, I go in there and, and go through all of their wines. I was there twice this year. We go through all their wines. Yeah, tough job, right? Fantastic job. <laughs> if you haven't fallen in love with Sherry by now, like as a whiskey person, like it's it's something else. It's just Can I stop you right there? I don't want to say because we're, you know, we're going to have this. It's going to be on Spotify. It's on Facebook Live right now, but it's going to be on Spotify. Yeah. Drink more Sherry, everybody. Drink more Drink Sherry. More sherry. Have all of you should drink more Sherry. Yeah. Everybody's going to buy what? Like one bottle per 10 bottles of whiskey you buy. It's such good value. That's you, what we need. You can get 50 year old Sherry for 30 bucks. Like it's something else. So, but the, so, so the sherry industry is actually going through a bit of a tough time. So my, my relationship with these small bodegas is very valuable to them because I essentially come in and I will rent their liquid. I will rent their 30-year-old Oloroso Correct. for 18 months. And my Cooper, who's based on a Montilla, then we, he, 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 he makes several kinds of casks, but he uses a lot of American oak, basically. He will then deliver the, a, a, a cask to the bodega. It'll, I'll rent the liquid. The liquid will sit in there for about 18 months. And then they'll um, they'll empty it and they'll either bottle that or they'll put it into another cask. Okay. But these are real sherry makers mm-hmm. making actual sherry. It's not a it's not a seasoning house. These it's are not a run through, as they say. No, no. And and we I work very closely with those bodegas to pick the specific variety. So we use a lot of Amontillado for a particular bodega because I love the stuff, a lot of Policartado and, and the usual Rosas and PXs and all that sort of stuff. But to contextualize that around Kentucky Owl again, I have the same kind of relationships in, in bourbon in, in Louisville, essentially. So when I normally I would go to Kentucky twice a year mm-hmm. for my bourbon casks, because it, you cannot make Irish whiskey without bourbon casks. Correct. We haven't been able to do it for about 120 odd years. Like that is the we've always used somebody else's wood because we chopped down all our own trees mm-hmm. to build ships for the British. Um, back in the 1700s, we don't have any trees left. <laughs> So for a long time, we've been using the fortified wine casks and, of course, the, the bourbon casks. Um, you know, when the shipping routes got better in the late 1800s, there was a lot of traffic transatlantically over and back. Um, so a lot of Irish whiskey's profile really lends itself lends, lends itself um, to, to, to bourbon, essentially. So when I go to bourbon country, usually I'll just like tootle around and taste a whole bunch of different stocks. Again, I have a cooper in Louisville that I work with. Okay. Uh, small small cooper recently got acquired by a bigger cooperage, but small guy who was really wor- willing to work with me on small loads, you know, 100, 200 uh, casks, that kind of thing. And I would, I'd be able to pick out exactly what, what I wanted, like from where, from what to Surrey, what was in it prior. I wasn't able to do that during the pandemic. We weren't allowed to come to this country for two years. So I know some of the guys at Kentucky Owl, I had looked at the brand very closely when I founded JJ Curry and I loved the business model, I loved the idea of the blend and all the rest of it. So they were kind enough during pandemic times to send me over um, cask samples from their, from their stocks, essentially. I tasted them all blind. And I just, I lent into various different kinds of stocks because they're the, the flavors that I want to impart on JJ Kari whiskeys, which are very fruit, fruit forward, fruit bombs. And then the guys said, okay, do you want to take it a, a step further? And why don't we together blend a, blend a bourbon from what you've selected essentially. So John Ray and I, John Ray, who's a former master blender over at Four Roses. Mm-hmm. He's now working with Kentucky Owl. He kind of worked with me on picking out the various different stocks. And we sat down over a period of several months on Zoom, believe it or not, and blended this, which was torture, you know, <laughs> doing it on Zoom. But it, it kind of had to be done. And um, so the result then is essentially it is 100% bourbon, but it has been blended 
you know, through the eyes of, of our, our, through the palate, I suppose, of an Irish whiskey maker, essentially. And and it rings through in, in the palate. Do you want to, do you want to yeah, taste? Uh, no, yeah, no, I don't want to taste the whiskey. <laughs> I mean, you can know, I twist your arm? Maybe? Yes. Yeah, I'll twist your arm. Um, yeah, so. I'm Irish. Shut up and drink your whiskey. All right, I'm going to give you an extra big pour then, given that you're Irish. So, so the, but the, you know, the, the cool part, I think of this, you know, sort of playing with this a little bit is that I, I think you're right. I think Irish whiskey has been influenced a lot by, especially because of the American cast going over there. So it would be only fair that an Irish Irish person or woman would have influence over the bourbon that you're going to offer here as for a special treat. You know, I mean, it's sort of, it's simpatico or however you want a symbiotic relationship of this. There is, like you can't make Irish whiskey without bourbon and arguably, arguably we taught you know, uh, Americans had a distill when we when we came over here. Us and the Germans and the Scottish, we're the mm-hmm. ones who probably were at the root of Kentucky uh, distillation. And there's a real, there's a long-standing relationship between Kentucky and Ireland. Like there's a there's a there's a neighborhood in in Louisville called Limerick, and that's the name of a town near where I am in the west coast of Ireland. And that's because it was populated by people from Limerick in the 1800s. They came over to build the railroads. And this is a, this will blow your mind, but the most famous citizen of Louisville, uh, Muhammad Ali, traced his lineage back to my town of Ennis County Clare. His really? great great grandfather was was traced in there, and before he passed away, he came to visit, and the entire county came out to to greet him. Wow! So there's real connections between the two two whiskey. Well, you're gonna love Boston then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> plenty of connections. Yeah, like, yeah, we might. I think we have. Do we have more population of Irish? I think in you do. You have a bigger St. Patrick's Day yeah, parade no, as well. No. Definitely, yeah. Yeah, sorry we gave that back to you. <laughs> That's probably not a great thing. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Definitely, yeah. Yeah, sorry we gave that back to you. That's probably not a great thing. So I'm going to show you what you think. Yeah, the, the the nose. I think for me, this is reminiscent on on the nose in particular. It's reminiscent of JJ Kari style, big, bold, round fruit. Yeah, you definitely getting that. You get from the fruit, fruit uh, forward. There's a little red fruit in there. There's uh, definitely. I'm getting a little bit of like cinnamon too. Yeah, it, that certainly comes through in the mid palate yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah. When I tasted it, I never trust my first taste. I had to taste it twice. Yeah. But um, to see what I was getting. Now this is at 100 proof. It's 100 proof. Yeah. Um, the the only because that's what it sort of needed. So we at JJ Carr we do this as well. We proof all the way up and down from castor to right, forty, to, and then right. you pick. You just go, okay, it's it's that. Right. Um, that that's that's how we always proof, and that's how this is proofed as well. I think it it doesn't it doesn't drink like a hundred proof. Um, oh no, it's no, very sessionable, and and it's um. You know, I, I think the the, the wheat Delicious. stock that's in here is, is very round. Yeah, what do you think? Yeah, I think you know, I think I think you're right. I think um, I, I was going to ask you because I didn't I didn't know that it was I was actually just about to ask you of it because it has that sort of um, it has that mouthfeel of wheat and it also has um, what I think is you're getting by using wheat. I, my personal sort of opinion on this: when you use wheat, I, I find you get a lot more barrel character. Uh, Irish whiskey is is because of the, most of them triple distilled. A lot of that stuff you get. You get a finer, lighter whiskey. Shows the barrel character. Shows the the taste profiles of what it's been stored in. A little bit earlier, a little bit nicer, um, and it comes through. I think this does the same thing. All of those flavors are all the flavors are bold and bright uh, coming off of this. So um, I'm getting a lot of that. Like, like I said, that red berry, that little bit of cinnamon. You get some of that caramels and vanilla. I mean, it is bourbon after all. Yeah. Um, but I think um, the depth of this is actually really nice. Now, 
Um, I'm not looking for any trace because I know this, it says straight whiskey. So we know it's over so much, but I know you're blending all this stuff. Yeah. Any averages, like sort of like ages, because, you know, you got some definitely have a little bit of some older whiskey in there, yeah. too. Four to 11 and everything yeah. in between. So right. like 4.7, there's 8.2, there's 7.6 and there's a, it's 11.7 is the oldest. So, yeah, there's older stocks in there. Right. About 40 percent of it is like the baseline of nearly five year old, very heavy, like heavily weeded mash bill okay. essentially so so that's that's making up a big chunk of it that's, and that's out of like the building block that is the that's your yeah that's your kind of core and then the other 60 percent is a plethora of of a of, virtual cornucopia plethora, plethora we say <laughs> aren't plethora of casks that that it gets it got quite complicated at the end in terms of the ratios and stuff like that but yeah it is heavily weeded and that that is the that's my palette that's the irish kind of um viewpoint i think jj Carey wise my style certainly so i, I think that that's the, the kind of core influence that, that's in it. There is a kicker rye at the back end. Yeah, there is definitely some a little bit of spice. Rye. Yeah. And what I like about it, though, it, it it has a long finish, but then it's almost like, I think it's because of the rye. You get that little spiciness and it sort of goes clean. Mm-hmm. There's an end. Mm-hmm. And it's a long finish, but you get all of a sudden you get that kick of spice and then it's done. Yeah. And it's really cool. It's almost like a, um, like a cool finish. I think it's unexpected as well, the rye at the back end. Like So I, I pulled away from, we had a lot of heavily ride stocks that, that that came over to Ireland, but I naturally kind of pulled away from them. And what we always try to do, and this was exactly the same working with John Ray, you know, we're aiming for the same goal here. In a blend, my philosophy is always, it has to have stages, it has to have layers. So there has to be something that happens in the front, something that happens in the middle, and then something that happens at the end, to your point, that you can almost see there's layers here, there's layers of flavor. And, and getting that right is really tricky. Like it's very easy to over, to have too much spice on the back end of that, but it comes in unexpectedly and, and gives you just a really well-defined kind of. Yeah. But I think, I, I think what you're, I think what this does though, it, it, there are different stages, but they're, they're, uh, it flows nicely. Yeah. It's it, I've had whiskeys that, that have done what you say, but it's almost like I'm drinking like three or four different yeah. whiskeys. They don't integrate. There's no transition between the two. Yeah. And this, I find that there is a, there's a good transition between them. Uh, and even though I'm, oh, I didn't, I didn't expect that little bit of rye kick at the end. It, 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 it surprised, it may have surprised me, but it didn't go dead and then happen. Yeah. There was, there was a, there was a, uh, there was a transitional point to get to there. Yeah. And, and that's, and that's, um, that's the art of the blend. And uh, that's it. That's congratulations. What yeah. That, that, that's what we aim for is that, you know, that, that, flow of flavor that that makes sense and and that sort of corresponds to some degree and that's that's why blends are fantastic that's why i love blending because it's very easy to pick a to make a single cask single malt you just point to the cask you know but it's very difficult to to make a layered blend that 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 makes sense you know we we always talk about this because we do a lot of we do a lot of barrel selections here uh you know lock and key has been doing barrel selections for uh, we're closing on 20 years of doing barrel selections and we do a lot of what we call micro batching which is putting two two together and we've yeah. I've done blends, some stuff stuff with uh you know uh with John Glazier at, yeah. at Compass Box and stuff like that, which is all about that. And I think that a single barrel is a very uh, unique and beautiful thing, but it has to work that way. You can't change anything. You can maybe change some proof if you want. If you don't want to do cast strength, you, you can yeah, yeah you can do something like that. Yeah. But it's the it's it's sort of the oddity of of getting a single barrel the real art and the real science behind what 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 a lot of people do is the blend so a lot of people start talking about you know 
sourcing whiskey and you know your non uh non-distilling ndp that's a new name i don't mind i like i like it it's also independent you know we 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 in the united states have really not gotten into independent bottling which we are now it's happening yeah Yeah, it's it's happening happening. and it's happening in a little different way i think than than typically what happened over it's almost happening the same way as some of the brands of scotches that happened that were actually blended by grocers you know, not so much grain, not grain, but people are get buying the stocks and doing what you're doing and sort of creating this sort of, it's pretty cool because you guys actually has a person, whenever it's a person's name. Yeah. If you look at scotch, whenever it's a person's name, it's a blend. Yeah. It's, it's something that do And, but you're doing it in, in the your case, you'd be, and this is a bourbon blend and that in a lot of the other cases, they're malt blends. So they're all malts and you're putting them together. And, uh, that's sort of what's happening in the in the U.S. now, and people aren't really wrapping their heads around it yet. Um, but let's get down to I'll, I'll use two things. Let's get that to brass tacks. It's the proof is in the pudding. It is. So if you try it and you go, wow, that's really cool. I haven't had anything like that. I can't peg where it's from. Who cares? It's good. I like it. You know, now it's a matter of voting with your wallet. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, and I think it's gotten a bad rap for a long time. And this, the industry did this to ourselves in terms of saying single malt, single malt, single, single, single. Even a single malt is blended, you know, if it's yes. not more than one cast, people but, do it. But the perception is a bit different. And uh, whiskey, but to your point, the merchants and all that sort of stuff, like this this practice of, of what I do and what Kentucky Owl is, was extremely common for, for hundreds of years. Right. Every town had a little mercantile or a store like J.J. Corey or like, the Mr. Deadman, for example, who sourced in stock, blended it and custom blended it for, for you as an individual. If you were a wealthy merchant in 1890 in my town in Ireland, JJ Carey would be making a blend for you once a week. It would be your specific blend. And there's something wonderful and bespoke about that. You know, it's smaller scale than a, even, a, even a single cask. So, you know, it's traditional in whiskey to do this. It was traditionally a practice that happened all across the industry we just kind of forgot that it was valuable for for a period of time when we marketed it in a different way and i think what's happening in american whiskey in relation to to precisely this is really interesting like there's a couple of really interesting companies who are doing what i do with irish whiskey bringing Mm -hmm. together very diverse sets of flavor from across the country not just from um from from kentucky and i think that's going to be an interesting evolution of, of, of the next stage of that. We just, we just recently had, um, we just recently had Jim Rutledge uh, on and in, and Jim says, you know, he's doing the, the, the high, high plains rye. And he's yeah. like, I'm having a ball doing stuff that like, you know, he, he has from four different places and he's bringing them together and he's, and he's doing this stuff. Um, uh, you know, even uh, Greg Metz from old elk just did his infinity blend. It's all blends. Some of it's his, some of it's not, but he's, he's coming up with something that's, you know, better than uh, the, the, some it's uh, the, some of its parts is better than anything that he could put together individually. And I think that's like, you know, I think people are finally realizing that um, as more of these things come out and as more of these things are tried, I think you're going to, they're going to find an audience. You always have naysayers, you know, you're always going to have, well, I'm a purist. And I go, okay, then you should love it because this is almost, you know, we talk about single malts. There wasn't really a single malt. They were all blends. Yeah. So if you're a purist, are you saying you're a purist because of single malt? Because single malt came away, came out of 
the blending houses. Correct. You're still blending. You still have to blend a single mask. Right. You've got 400 exactly. casks. You That's have right. to blend them, and you don't just dump them. If you're any worth your salt, you don't just dump them all in. Like you, there's, <laughs> that's, there's a that's long a process. Lot, right. Exactly. Exactly. To, to make that. So yeah, I just think we forgot that for a while. I love, I love this. I, I think this is a, it's a very satisfying thing to do to bring diverse stocks together and, and see if they can fit together and match. And um, it's a, it's a great process to, to work on. So I like the fact that this is sort of the St. Patrick's Day edition. I mean, we can say that's sort of funny. The St. Patrick's Day edition, it's not Irish whiskey, but it's made by an Irish per- Irishman, right? Yeah, and 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 the all of this, you know, all and those putting casts, it together and all the casts. You like bourbon? Now you have something to drink. I love bourbon. Yeah, and and this was a great journey. So I, I love whiskey, so I'm a whiskey person, you know. And but but getting to sort of get my hands on really interesting stocks and stuff like that and play around with them, you don't get that opportunity if you're in a particular category very often. So when they asked me to do this, I just thought I was, I was like, yes, immediately. And I got to work with John Ray as well, who's a legend mm-hmm. and, you know, genius, genius, genius palette. All the casts that were empty to make this are now sitting on my farm maturing JJ Carr. Oh, great. Yes. Yeah, so there's a nice kind of cyclical story yeah. there. It's a one-off super limited edition um, just released in time for St. Patrick's Day. We thought it was just a fun pandemic project, quite frankly, to do. The- <laughs> it's something to do. What can we possibly do? Yeah, blend some whiskey blend on some Zoom. Blend some whiskey. Yes. Yeah. On Zoom of yeah. all places, right? Correct. So now I have you back on there. So now you're you're, you're back where you started this whole project, though, right? Back so, on Zoom. I, I, uh, just so everybody knows, this is our Go Whiskey Weekend uh, week. Uh, tonight is uh, night four. Uh, we don't know if well, there's a storm coming in, so we're moving the, fourth, the next night to Monday. But we're going to have uh, the meet and greet, which is Saturday night, and the Grand Dram, which is Sunday here. We, we, got, we got you guys here. Uh, <laughs> uh, Jessica Kelly is going to be working the uh, working the table. This will be here. Yeah, you'll be this will be this. here. She yeah. will be pouring this. So this is a very limited uh, edition. It goes for about one hundred and fifty dollars, I think. That's right. Um, and she'll be pouring it. And we have we sort of finagled you as anybody who comes to visit us. We have you sign. We have you sign everything. There are not a lot of those signed bottles out in the world. I've been traveling around and I've, I haven't signed a huge amount of, of bottles. So there, everything here is signed. Everything here is signed, everything including, is signed. but this is mine. That's yours. That's signed to, specific yes, to, to you. Me. Did you, you can't put it on side? the secondary you, market now. You, yeah, because... but did you sign it? I, yeah, I need your sign. Oh, there it is. There it is. I got yeah, your I got it. Wanted to make sure I got you. I, no, trust me. That's going. I have this whole case of all signed things, and uh, this is going to be at the top of my Ooh. mind, especially for St. Patrick's Day. Yes, it's a good one. So um, thank you very much for coming by and, and tr- sharing some great whiskey with us. Thank Cheers. you. Cheers. Sancha, Sancha. as we say yes. in Ireland. Yes. And uh, thanks, everybody, for tuning in to It's the Liquor Talking. And uh, tune in again. Just remember, you can get us on Spotify and, uh, of course, Facebook Live. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everybody. You can get us on Spotify and, of course, Facebook Live.